live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare... I'm um, sorry, not the Spare Note, the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. Mitchell Santaga. And for the first time in a long time, we're bringing it back bringing it back to the old school days and we have none other than mr john carney with us uh live from winter park florida uh gentlemen welcome to the show hey how's it going man john fantastic john's going really nice john's lighting up something nice there yeah so right before the show we were talking about what we were going to smoke that's uh, i'm sure we're going to get into this in a little bit but i i changed up what i'm smoking uh, because I do have the same thing Mitchell's smoking, which I'm going to smoke second. But um, I'm smoking a special football edition. It just just came in to my house today, and uh, I take some pictures. So because I only needed to take a picture of one box and one cigar, I set myself five boxes. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm now going to slowly work through them. But, yeah, a special football edition for Glendale, Arizona. It'll be hitting retailers Friday. And nice. That looks really nice. And whatnot there. Yeah, it's a double. It's a, it's a perfecto, essentially. It's the same size and shape as our perfecto habano that we came out with in, like, the mid two thousands. Um, so we've done a s- cigar, in this series in the same shape, but it was reversed. It was Maduro wrapper with natural accents. So this is natural wrapper with Maduro accents, and it's quite spicy right off the top. So we got a little spicier. So I'll let you know how it is as we get through it. But it's good to be back. So I thought I'd bring something special. And I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of football tonight and, uh, and whatnot. So here we are. Yeah, the um, if you um, while we're on the topic of what we're smoking, uh, let's get down to business. Let's talk about retailers. Let's talk about the retailer that supports us the most. That's TwoGuysCigars.com. That's right. That's the number TwoGuysCigars.com. If you head over to TwoGuysCigars.com today, you can check out an amazing, beautiful, wide selection of cigars, brands, and everything that you need from the industry. Uh, they do carry La Flor Dominicana. They don't carry that football edition cigar. Uh, I don't think they have any more of what I'm smoking. I'm smoking the LFD 2021 TAA uh, Natural. And I don't think they carry what Mitchell's smoking, but Mitchell's also smoking an LFD. Um, right over there, Mitchell, what do you got? The Cameroon cabinet? There you go. LFD Cameroon cabinet torpedo. Great, great cigar. But you can find all other LFD cigars on that website, and that's, once again, at the number two, guyscigars.com. And tonight I'm going to cut and light my cigar with Cigar Blondie Accessories, featuring the signature sleek flat blade flame lighter and the ever-so-sturdy and solid double guillotine cutter only from Cigar Blondie Accessories. Head over to cigarblondie.com today to order yours now. Available in three beautiful finishes, chrome, white, and black. Well... Gentlemen, how's everyone been? Carney, what, what, let's start with you, because Mitchell, you've you've been on with us a couple of times now, so you're you're getting to be kind of a regular. But Carney, we haven't seen you on the show in months. So what is new yeah. with John Carney? Oh man, so the last month, up and up and sick. So if you hear me coughing, I'm just getting over a cold, and uh, you name it, I've had it. So I, I, from the last time I saw you, Matt, which was right before Christmas. Uh, the week of Christmas, actually, I think we both had COVID uh, during that period of time. So I've been sick since then, and I'm just slowly getting back to normal. So the last, like, six weeks has been a mess. 
But I have been, this is probably not the wisest thing, um, but I'm not a medical professional or anything like that. Um, but it doesn't seem to be, you know, I've, I've been around other people that have been sick for the same amount of time that don't smoke cigars. But I, I have been enjoying cigars. I've taken just a few days off. Uh, so I have been enjoying that uh, in, the, in the same time. So at least I've had a chance to smoke over the holidays and get the year started well. Uh, but that's really what I've been up to. The, the end of the year was huge for us at LFD. It was, um, it was our, our best year ever. And uh, we're already primed up you know, for this year with a bunch of new products coming. The return of several items. Uh, but right now it's kind of it's a waiting game at the end of the year for a lot of these factories because these factories that are set up like we are, so we're unique. So if anybody's listening that is not familiar with us outside of what the brand is itself, mm-hmm. uh, we own our own farms, factories, distribution, and everything. So all of our cigars stay in our factory essentially until we ship them up and they're ready to go. And uh, at the end of the year, you pay like an inventory tax on what you have remaining. So we try to empty out as best we can at the end of the year. However, these factories close for two to three weeks uh, over the holidays, too. So our first shipment doesn't generally come in until the end of January, which just came in yesterday. Um, and you figure you've been closed for a month. So you're, you're kind of playing catch-up for the first quarter of the year, especially with companies of our size. Uh, so it's been, uh, been kind of a slow two weeks, but it's picking up now. Yeah, last time I saw you was uh, back in Connecticut. We were at uh, Penthouse Cigar Lounge. We did gourmet smoke sessions together. Shout out to those guys down there. Uh, awesome hospitality. If you're uh, in that area, if you're in the Hartford area and you're an LFD smoker, that is definitely the place to be. Um, amazing shop. We had a great time. Cooked some great food. Um, but other than that, I, I haven't really, uh, I hadn't really done a lot with you. Outside of that, it's been. Uh... Yeah, the 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 uh, the end of the you know, the last that last few months of the year for me, really the last quarter September October, and November was packed with events. I did like fifteen events in a period of like two and a half months, and like eight or nine of them were gourmet smoke sessions, and then the holidays popped up, and then I had a I had one last trip that I did to Colorado at the end of the year. And then that trip to Connecticut, and as I said, after that, I was kind of, it's kind of been dealing with what's been going around. And as I said, everybody's got something right now. And it doesn't help having a 15-month-year-old daughter because she brings home every single thing in the plan. I thought my immune system was real special with the amount of travel I do until I, I met my match with with a toddler. Um, so I think, oh, we're, I, I, I think we're coming through it there. But it's brutal, man. Like those kids. I know the struggle. I'm lucky. Uh, I have a little toddler too, but she doesn't go to daycare, but we just went to a birthday party over the weekend. Pretty much like anytime you have more than like six kids in a room, they're, they're bound to just, someone's going to be sick. Right. And she's, she's at home yeah. with the sniffles right now. And, uh, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I'm lucky I was able to, to sneak out for a few hours here. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's been excellent. And, uh, I, I've been following all the cigar of the year stuff, um, with you all, obviously I'm. I'm still keeping up on smoking tobacco, but now that the move has been made to Wednesdays, I may be around a little bit more. I, I know this is a point of discussion that we've had over the last couple of years. Thursdays are always the toughest day of the week for me uh, because of uh, events. It's the biggest event night for everybody. Everybody oh, yeah. wants to do a Thursday because it's kind of like a weekend night, but again, at the same time, it's not a weekend night because 
Fridays and Saturdays at most of our spots are generally their busiest nights. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the retail outlets are trying to do functions on non on their non busy nights. And Thursday becomes the one that's the kind of a an extra weekend day when you're when you're doing something special. So I'm, I'm super tied up on Thursdays. Um, you know what? Monday, Tuesday and Wednesdays are good. So I'm, I was happy when I got the message that, oh, Wednesday night, I started seeing uh, I started seeing the the calendar invites for the for the guests and I'm like oh it's Wednesday I go I think I'm going to be able to to be on here a little bit more and uh and mix it up with some of the guests like I used to for sure well we now have you back man now that you're on the show um in addition to that um as I'm sure you're probably already aware some of your friends our friends I'm sorry our friends from the LFD <laughs> discord chat are in the show tonight so uh... I see him on there. I haven't been in the Discord as much uh, Me the last few months either. I've been running, I've, dude. I've been the amount of the amount of preparation that goes on at the end of the year to get ready for the next year. Even though you're kind of planned m multiple years ahead of time, even when you think you're ahead, it's just crazy. And and as I said, in the cigar business, you're planning all this stuff, and then there's like a three week pause where the like the lifeblood of your company is just closed. So like the factory, you know, when that closes in a few weeks, it's kind of a lull, but everything just gets backed up for three weeks because there's really no answers, uh, you know, because you're, hey, we just got to wait until here. We just got to wait until that. Um, so the way things pile up and then as you're planning, everybody else is planning uh, that you do business with. So that piles up too. So it's, it's crazy how the end of the year does slow down but then it, and it really just picks up almost immediately after and you get pulled in all sorts of different directions. Um, so it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's really been tiring. And, and I said, I'm happy that I'm just starting to feel better because that has been really irritating. Um, I said, I, I don't think there's anywhere on the planet right now that we're everyone I've run into has either been just sick, currently sick or sick for the 20th time in the last week or two. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even, even up here in Canada, it's like that right now, man. I'm mm. like, so everybody's sick. Everyone I work with every day, there's someone home sick. Mm -hmm. So I decided, I decided really, you know, I'm going to smoke, I'm going to drink. And if I got to take a day off to catch back up, I will. But I, uh, you know, I said, I haven't slowed down. I have not slowed down. So anyone that's out there, don't try to be a hero like me, but you know, fight through it and enjoy a cigar. Well, as everyone says in the chat, you're looking good for being sick for a month. You know, I, I I always, even in the chats, I always ask this. You know, we gotta what's uh what's on your feet there? You got a croc check going? <laughs> I do. So I got I got a new pair. These were uh, some people may have seen these. I got a new pair of hibiscus crocs. Oh yeah, the Hawaiian hibiscus. Yep. So my wife and I went on our honeymoon about a year and a half after we were married, and uh, it was the first time we get a chance to. That our daughter was really old enough to leave her with her grandmother, and. We uh, we coincidentally happened to be staying at a hotel right on Waikiki Beach. It was right across from the Croc store, so it was meant to be. I did take a picture and post it on Instagram where I'm flexing with the uh, with the purchase, but I don't think I put the Crocs on it. But yeah, I got a pair of white hibiscus Crocs. They're excellent, and I got a new pair nice. coming for my birthday next month. Uh, it's a pair of uh, Mickey Mouse red, white, and blue. Oh, Paul DeGracco will love those. Mm -hmm. Shout out Paul DeGracco. Uh, I Mickey. think I, I think other than John, I think he's the biggest um, 
Disney fan I know outside of Carney and his wife. Paul is Paul's a freak when it comes to Disney stuff. He takes it a little bit too You could have just said Paul's a freak. Not yeah, just... true. <laughs> but uh, if you're watching Paul, you're a I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, he, you're the man, Paul. He, he takes it to another level. I, I'm a huge Disney person. Don't get me wrong. I worked there for three years, and I know a lot about it, and I do like it. But there's certain things I don't like about Disney and reasons why I don't go. Now I love when we go, we go to like eat. We go to see some stuff. We go on a few. Actually, I like going to the shows because they're usually not packed up, uh, like the rides. But I refuse to, to wait in lines. Like I hate that. And even with the oh, yeah. plus thing, I refuse oh, to yeah. figure that out. So I hate it. So like I, I'll go and eat. I'll go drink. I'll go watch some shows with my daughter and my wife. Uh, but other than that, I'm not waiting in line. I'm not dealing with that stuff. Paul goes, and it's like I feel like he's excited to go stand in line, and like it's a badge of honor. That he's stuck in line, and I, I just feel like an idiot standing there, um, you know, for freaking two hours for two and a half minute ride. You know, I think he just gets pleasure from the aura of being inside Disney. You know, what I mean, he could literally be sitting on a bench and he would be having fun. So mm -hmm. the fact that he's in line to go on a ride, you know, it's even better for him. So yeah. that's that's the secret: is literally be excited just to be in there. <laughs> You know, the biggest change for me, though, Matt, I'll tell you, is the the last, because when was the last time I was on, the, when was the last time I was even on the show? Last is, is summer, guest maybe? Or, uh, Months. Yeah, was, I mean, that was probably when I was a guest. Um, it's kind of funny, because being on the show, when I was on it more often, I, I was the NFT show, right? Yes, that was it. Yeah, it, was been, we were, yeah. yeah it was summer. Yeah, it was the summer. So the more I was on the show, the more you talk about, you know, we talk about different cigars. We talk about different things going on in the industry. Um, you know, I, I have a good feel of what's going on with the industry politically, business-wise, and things like that. But brands, um, I feel so out of touch with certain things. Like, I don't feel like I've got, like, the inside pull on things. Like, I've even saw some brands and things that popped up recently that I, that I hadn't even heard of that are, you know, I guess are doing well and are popular. So I kind of feel bad missing the news and not being part of that. Um, so I'm excited mainly to be back a little more frequently. Uh, so I'm, I can feel like I'm a little more in touch. Talking about cigars. Um, I just looked at my ash and realized like, holy cow, I'm ripping through this thing. Wow. It is, Someone's excited. it is really good. This is really good. I love Cameroon. So right up my alley, but look at that nice white ash. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm a huge Cameroon yeah, fan too. I'm ripping through this thing. This, this is really ash. tasty. Got a good half inch going there. So this, this is this calm down on the spice quick. So what makes me think is the quick spice is is right from the wrapper at the beginning. So the little accent at the bottom, you see how they're right on the tip. Yeah. So if you were oh, to yeah. use like reverse taper technology on this, the uh, you TM. would be puffing on that tip. Yep. But uh, I think that's probably where the spice comes from. You know what had a lot of spice that I smoked the other night? I texted you, and I was smoking the Airbender Lancero, mm. which is really good, but it had a lot more spice than I remember. And I was like, wow, I was really digging it. Well, that's going to be – I mean, really, when you smoke a Lancero, it should be a little more aggressive flavor profile anyway. Yeah. And truly, yeah. that Airbender blend is not – if you take all the cigars in the world and put them together, Airbender wouldn't be right in the middle in terms of strength. For us, it's right in the middle of our strength profile. But if you take it to another level and make it a little hot, you know, if you take it to another level and compare it to other cigars, it is a little fuller, more fuller bodied. Um, so if you think about it, it's going to naturally be a little more spicy just because it is fuller bodied tobacco, even though we consider it medium. Uh, but 
I haven't smoked an Airbender Lancero forever, dude. Did you smoke that out of one of the Lancero packs? Yeah. Yeah, I think I only have like two cigars left. I guess I had two packs. I had like two or three packs, and I'm down to like the last pack. They were great. I love those. It's a fantastic. I think Carney's trying think to get Carney's trying I think to get someone in the comments mentioned uh, the Soli. Yeah, I'm trying to get caught up on some of the comments. Yeah, right? I was I'm just going to say, Carney's reading the comments. Um, oh, yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah, so Soli. Soli just came out. Uh, so Soli came out at the end of December. And so our, our social media today on Instagram, we post that it's available in retailers across the country. It, it is available in retailers across the country because it is spread out, but it's it's not hit more than about probably 20% of retailers. We, we sold several thousand boxes and the first shipment that came in was about six to 700 boxes. We wanted to get it out before the end of the year and at least have it in the market. So we started, uh, we started aggressively with Florida and then at the beginning of the year, we shipped a few different other markets around to spread it out slightly. Uh, so if you're looking for Soli and you haven't found it yet and you saw our post, and I did have some people message me today because uh, it's posted up. It's like, oh, it says it's available. Why can't I have it? Or why? And honestly, retailers, why don't I have it yet? Whenever I see a post or something goes up like that, I'm involved in that. But when it goes up, I'm like, the first thing that's going to happen is I know how many retail <laughs> outlets it's in. I'm like, so if, if one goes up and I didn't get a chance to say anything, I'm like, the first thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get like 100 emails or a bunch of phone calls and text messages of where's this, what's going on. And people are understanding about it, but so if you are waiting and you are watching, uh, you'll start to see it within the next three to four weeks uh, with a little bit more expanded uh, launch. So that is slow. It, it seems to be seems to be quite successful so far. Everyone that I've heard smoke it really enjoyed is really enjoyed the cigar itself. It's a, you know it's a dynamic blend with essentially you're it's using two tobaccos. One is the wrapper and one is the binder that are traditionally uh, only wrapper tobaccos, especially for us. So you've got Habano wrapper from ecuador and then an ecuador sumatra wrapper grading essentially graded leaf for the binder um so it's got a really unique flavor profile it isn't really like anything else we have uh, but i think the thing that's really stood out about it on top of the uh the blend itself is that that packaging man the way it looks the color scheme photographs incredible uh the bands look great the packaging looks really slick and I, whenever you encompass something that's that's a very good product, and you know we'll see how it does long term. I anticipate it's going to do great. But whenever you encompass something like that that also has great packaging, it tends to get a lot of attention. And, you know, one of the things you know, different price point. But I look at like the Byron and Atabay's; those are really nice cigars, and the packaging is real flashy, photographs yep. nice, very elegant. Right. Um, and the, the Soldies are really, you know, a different, same type of concept, different look, uh, but it's just real. Uh, real flashy when you take a picture of it and uh, I said well, on every Instagram picture, even without a filter looks nice. It's kind of, it's kind of like got this like retro modern look to it. Like the Soli font is nice and retro colors are nice and modern though. Uh, it definitely looks really nice. And wasn't that, uh, wasn't that like Lito Jr.'s project? Like he was the one kind of spearheading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a project that he worked on for, you know, I've, I've been testing, cigars with him on this for i'd say probably three years at least maybe four years of any time he'd been down there he's kind of slowly trying different things and um and yeah so it was the first project that uh 
that he worked on and, and you know it's a project that he did with his brother his brother did the artwork and obviously worked with them both on the uh <clears throat> on the uh cigar itself and, and you know and whenever you have whenever you have great you know it's like cooking good food like you can make great food if you start with great ingredients so he had a lot of great ingredients to work with but then you still have to know how to put it together and figure that out um and he did a phenomenal job with it and i think it's just going to be an all-around huge success uh, i think it might have been out a little sooner if covid and things wouldn't have happened because that really you know that set us back several years in terms of projects uh for example for sure. like this year in 20 in 2023 we have our lito gomez line which is dominican puro wrapper binder filler all from our farm uh into you know aged tobaccos that are minimum of four years old that that line used to come out every single year and it hasn't been out now since 2015 which is eight years and it's going to be coming back this year i mean so you look at some of those projects it's it's fun to watch some of these things that i know we've been working on internally and to see them actually finally hitting the market um you know i looked at like the top 25 lists and things this year um obviously the cameroon cabinet um, not the Cameroon cabinet. We had the uh, cigar aficionado was the uh, Oro Chisel. Um, who? The, the Oro Chisel? No. Who? Who? Who's list? Cigar aficionado. Who? <laughs> <laughs> the list that you guys all bitch about, uh, but, but, everybody, but everybody still freaking looks at it. Um, uh... So, you know, so that that was an existing line that we've already had. Um, really, if you looked at last year, we did have. Uh, the or, the Oro TAA uh, 50th anniversary chisel, which was the smoking tobacco. I think you were one of the only ones, and it, it's maybe it's because of our relationship. But I, you know, a lot I talked to a lot of people. I'm like you guys didn't come out with anything new in the last two years, and I'm like we did. I go we came out with so, the TAA uh, chisel. I go and that came out and that released, and just because the date on it was different, uh, didn't mean that it wasn't uh, out in that time. So I, you know, I said I looked at these lists and as you took everything across the board and I was like, well, it's kind of, we still had our best year ever. I'm not upset about it, but I was like, you know, really a lot of the recognition on these lists is what's new, what just came out, what came out in this period of time. Some of the stuff gets lost in the mix. And I'm like, you know what? I go 2023 is going to be a huge year for us. Uh, and it'll be kind of a, a reverse face, but even though we did still have some new projects out. So I just want to clarify something when it comes to, uh, the TAA 2021 being on our list. The one thing I will say is I think there's a lot of people out there who don't include TAA releases specifically on lists. I was going to say that. That's part that I don't, not everyone, but that's part of it. The other part of it is, um, I think it, I, for some reason it did get lost in the shuffle because I think people <coughs> didn't realize exactly when it shipped and they saw mm -hmm. the 2021 ban and they went, no, that's last year. This cigar didn't ship until this year, right? Didn't this not go out until like February or January of this year? It shipped out. It shipped out in January of uh, of twenty two. So, so by my so by my rules, so by my rules, this was eligible for the twenty twenty two list, and we smoked it, and we really liked it, and so we had it on the list. Now, of course, there's a lot of people who don't include TAA, so it gets disqualified there, and then I think everyone else, I don't know, maybe they didn't realize that they went out, but. The way I look at it is, a t it, you know, small store releases and stuff like that are not eligible for the list. Um, you know, single store releases, shit like that. The Firecrackers with United, for example, are eligible because they get a nationwide release. TAA cigars, while there's not a lot of TAA retailers, TAA retailers are nationwide. So it does go out 
nationwide. They are accessible. So I include them on the I list mean, I be- see, because I feel I, that I they're accessible. Some, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And once you take the TAA members and the number of stores they have, there's nearly 200 retail outlets. And I'm not questioning people's lists because what, what someone's list is what their list is, right? You know, what my favorite cigars are, what I enjoyed the most this year. Coincidentally, my, my list for this year was very similar. When you sent me over the list before, uh, like right before you did the show on it, I looked at it and I was like, dude, that's like you're dialed in on like what I enjoyed, especially your top five uh, for sure. And so there's a lot of, but then I, but then I do see some cigars that pop up and I'm like, they're in less stores than the TAA exclusive series are. And I get that as a classification, it should be, even if though it's, it's in those, it's not necessarily available outside of it. So whatnot, but I still do see some stuff pop up on some of these lists where I'm like, I'm like, man, that's in less places. Glad you smoked it. Glad you enjoy it. And I don't necessarily believe that that needs to be a qualification, too. It's how many stores you're in or what it is. I mean, a great cigar should be a great cigar no matter what the circumstances are around it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, that that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like why, why any cigar in the world should qualify for it. And I get you have to have qualifications. And you may have systems that you use to plan it. But, you know, the system I would use is did I smoke it? Was I able to buy it? And then that can maybe be on my list. Um, so we go from there. Now, Steve's got a question. What is the best-selling LFD cigar 2022? Uh, the same cigar it's been for the last 16 years. It's the Double Lee Hero 700, 700 Maduro. Maduro. It's a good cigar. Maduros. I yeah. really it enjoyed is. The, the, is, the Double is, Hero. Is the, um, so the DL 700 Maduro I know is number one. What's number two? DL 700 Natural. Really? Oh wow! The natural. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So both the DL seven hundreds are really, you know, one and two. Yeah, and then you would put Andalusian Vol, uh, even, even though it's a limited production where, uh, we limit what's made each month to maintain the quality consistency as best as possible, batch to batch, uh, year to year. Uh, that would land in like the number three spot, and then then after that you you got diggers, digger the digger Maduro and the digger natural. I was going to so, say, I know the diggers were up there, too, because the, the yep. diggers are really popular. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, it's funny, because I don't smoke a ton of Double A Hero anymore, so I got a young guy down the street here at Cigars on the Avenue, which is down the street from my house, and he's a newer cigar smoker. So I started him on our uh, Reserve Especial line, because he liked the Bulls, I, and then I got him on the Cameroon Cabinets, because I personally like them. And so then he did like an LFD week when I was gone and he smoked through the whole line. And I was like, what was your favorite cigar? And he's like, man, he's like, I had to tell you, he goes that double a hero 700 Maduro. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh my God. And he's like, what? And I was like, man, I go, that's the heart. I go, that's, I got our number one selling skew. I go when people that smoke it religiously smoke it. I go, so I'm like, don't get too used to it because the people that come <laughs> here to buy it, are going to be mad if you're smoking it and they can't get it. Um, but it is nothing else like it. Every time I jump back to a 700, specifically the Maduro, I light it up and I'm like, this is what puts food on my table. Because uh, there is no other cigar like it. Love or hate it, uh, you know, that's our that's our crown jewel. There's just no other cigar like Double Hero. There's similar ring gauges, sizes, country of origins, and blends that use the same country of origin. But there's, there's not another cigar that tastes like that, period. Um which is a great thing to have, and it, it is a very good cigar, even though I don't smoke it quite uh, quite that often. 
The um, one of my favorites is the Colorado Escuro. Which yeah, yeah. What's, are those are what's those size a, that you like? <sighs> so the two, the number two is the small, the petit robusto. The number three is technically a robusto size. The four then, is like a short Toro, uh, but it's a little bit thicker. It's fifty-four ring. Gauge. I think it's I think the, it's the four. I think it's the yeah. four. Yeah. I yeah. enjoy, I enjoy the four the best in that as well. My second favorite size is the is the five chocolate the 60 ring gauge then mm. i enjoy the robusto and the, the petite robusto which i believe is actually overall in any of people that have rated has been the highest rated across the board for us um it's a really complex size it's just for me it's got it's strong it's got a lot of spice to it something that small that's got that much spice is the way i smoke as quick is a little bit too much strength for me in terms of uh, flavor profile, it just kind of over overdoes it because I smoke too quick. Um, so the two for me, because of my own way of enjoying cigars, is, is a little bit aggressive. But if you're looking for something full of flavor, that little guy is, is definitely a beast. The um, the other cigar I wanted to mention was the uh, – that is a favorite of mine. And, you know, and look, and I know the Discord guys are here, so <coughs> they got this thing about larger size formats. So I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not trying to feed into that. But what I will say is, you know, at LFD's portfolio, you guys do make a lot of larger formats. Like El Grenou is another one that I really enjoy, um, which I didn't know about that until me and you went to a shop one time and they happened to have them in stock. And I was like, what's this giant box of LFD? And you were like, you haven't seen these? And, uh, and they're awesome. And they're, I believe it's, is it five by 60? What's the size of it? No, it's 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 uh it's it's six it's six by sixty. It's a six by and, sixty. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like five and seven eighths. It's essentially six by sixty. And uh yeah, it's excellent. It comes in these hundred count boxes and the price point on it's like ten fifty. Uh and it's it's one of our top ten selling SKUs. And it's funny because when it first came out, this thing comes in like an eleven by an eleven square. Okay. It's like a so big it's chest. Got, it's got 10 rows of 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's 10 by 10. So it first came out and people were like, they were like, wow, this is ridiculous. I have nowhere to put this on the shelf. And we're like, okay, fine. So we, it became our fifth best selling skew the same year that we released it. And it was only in about 35 to 40% of our retailers. And those retailers that had it loved it because they could get it regularly because we we're making like six, 700 boxes a month. Okay. Yeah. So then it started taking off and became something when people ask the next year, well, you know, what are your top, what were your top sellers this year when you talk to your retailers about what moved well? And they're like, oh, this El Grenou. I'm like, really? So then we had another, I'd say, 10% added it. And it's been out now probably seven years, eight years. But it going to the shop, like, I have nowhere to put this. So the way the box is set up, you can display it standing up with the whole front open, closed. You can set it on its side. And so the cigars are standing up. So it fits in a 10 by 10 space which coincidentally is the same space that two boxes of diggers fit in, which are eight and a half by 60. And there's only 40 cigars. Not only that, if you take like, for example, I don't know what it is, but Nick Perdomo has got this measurement thing, right? So it's like every box is six inches. So six inches, six inches, that's 12. So right there, yeah. that's 12 inches and you got 20 cigars, right? So in less space and less square footage, you can fit more cigars than any other product the entire business there's still nothing out there like that today <laughs> uh 
you know, I used Rocky Patel Edge as an example. That's a long box, got 100 cigars, and it takes up like three feet. And I'm like, if you got a space to put this, you have a space to put that. And you can't afford not to do this because it pays for itself in that square footage. I go, you can't sell 100 cigars in that much space anywhere in your store. And then, uh, and then it kind of caught on with that, and people really started uh, grasping. And then, and then obviously COVID came along, and we didn't have freaking boxes, so we had to start putting them in bundles. So, so that kind of made it challenging. I know that there's a lot of LFD fans watching the show tonight, and I just want to say, um, you know, if you are a real LFD fan and you really want to flex, you buy that entire box of El Grenou, hundred yeah. count. You yeah. want to, you want listen. You want to be an LFD guy, and you want to brag about how much you're an LFD guy. Stop talking about Discord exclusives and all this. Go down to your retailer who sells LFD and say, "I would like you." If they don't have it, tell them to call John or Amy at the office, whoever the contact person is at LFD. Say, "I would like to order the cabinet, the El Grenou, hundred count. I want the whole thing." That's how you flex that you're an LFD smoker. It's. It's a huge, it's a huge flex. And, and I, by the way, it happens. And when it does, it, it's, it's hilarious because they're pretty nonchalant about it. Usually when the person's buying it, it's like, oh, hey, uh, you know, how much are these cigars? And I'll be, you know, like, oh, they're $10. And uh, I'm like, oh, uh, interesting. You know, but I, you know, they're looking at it and they see that it's in the box. I'm like, well, how much, you know, how many cigars are in a box? And I'm like, oh, 100. And they're like, oh, interesting. And they'll be really it just it's every time somebody's wanting to buy it, they're very nonchalant. And uh they'll be like, Okay, I'll take a box and like, oh it's a hundred count. They're like, Yeah, that's no problem. And <laughs> and they grab the thing and set up on the counter and there's usually four or five other people around being like, What the heck just went down? <laughs> Who is this guy and what does he do for work? <laughs> I know, right? Well if you think about it if you think about it, if you went into a retailer during an event and bought a hundred cigars you're going to get taken care of pretty well. Most likely they're going to give you a deal, uh, you know, 10% off or more, who knows? Or more, yeah. Um, and then, and then probably if you're there, not just with LFD, we don't go crazy with, with giving away swag and the cigars. But uh, if you walked in and bought a hundred, hundred cigars for me, I'm going to be like, okay, you know what? And there you go. <laughs> uh, I got some stuff hanging around. Uh, you know, and I always tell people like, what's the deal today? I go, the more you buy, uh, the more we can negotiate. So if you if you drop an El Grenou in front of me, that's a pretty aggressive negotiation. Oh yeah. So, so if someone if someone came in and was like, "I'm gonna buy a box of El Grenou," will you throw in a box of bulls? Would you do it? <laughs> I'd give them if they. Or is that too that, aggressive? Let them. No, no. If they bought a hundred cigars, I'd give them. They could. I would allow them to buy uh, as many boxes of bulls as they wanted. Ah, okay. That were available. Yeah, they could buy them. Okay, they can still buy them. Just tack it on. <laughs> Um, we have, uh, sorry, I, I'm also getting caught up on these comments too, because they're, it's they're like wild. dealer's choice out here, right? I know. Um, <laughs> I will buy 200 discord exclusive right now. So can we just, can we just settle this for now? Are you, are you, is there, are there any plans to a discord exclusive or no? Yes. We're going to do something fun and we're going to do a little party. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna. Do, I don't know who who's gonna be there. I know specifically I will, uh, but I, we picked the destination. Hashtag teaser free. Somewhere. Well, yeah, I think we're gonna. Well, we've talked about it on the Discord too. So it's been somewhat publicly, but um, I think we've settled it down. We're gonna be probably doing something in Arizona. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but we are gonna do something fun with it. They, the guys have been hilarious and have been a great time, and I and we're not just talking about it to, to 
fillet them. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something we're going to do for fun. And I said, we got some retail partners out where we're the kind of the leaders of the, the group we're from. So we'll, uh, yeah, no, we're, we got some planned and I don't exactly know when I'm going to fit it into the schedule, but uh, we are going to do something and it'll be a good time and we'll have a blast with it. Yeah, that yeah. better be a chunky, thick boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, luckily we do big green gauge, so we'll, uh, you know, we'll have no issues with that. Know, but it'll just be fun. To, it'll be that. honestly be fun to hang out with them. They they really uh, they really they really did bring a lot of excitement for the last you know six seven months, and uh, and it was fun to it's been fun to to have a group like that that's that's involved in in what we're doing. So yeah, no, we'll we're gonna we're gonna throw them we're gonna throw them a big thick bone. Oh yeah, it's all about community. And like even with, here even, first. With bigger, even with your bigger ring gauges, you tend to throw some form of shaped head on it, which just helps so much, right? Like this isn't a really thick cigar, but even with that, just a couple of ring gauges less with the torpedo kind of head on it. Yeah. And it just helps the smoking experience. Like <laughs> it's one of my biggest gripes with like fifty six plus cigars is like, you know, just like having that thing in your mouth is just just hurts the jaw. <laughs> the t the the chapter one and the chapter two chisels. I'm not, I'm not a huge torpedo smoker, and I'm also not a massive chisel smoker. I, I'm just not naturally drawn to that. I do love them. Do not get me wrong at all. It's just not if if I had ten cigars in front of me and nine of them, uh, and nine of them were non uh, nine of them were chisels, and there was one regular size of all this, you know, different blends. I'd grab the regular shape personally. However, that chisel shape in the big ring gauge, like you're saying, the 56, which is the, uh, no, sorry, the 58, which is the uh, chapter one and chapter two size, is uh, excellent. It really does impact how that bigger ring gauge sits in your mouth and the enjoyment of it and, and on the draw. Uh, it, the bigger ring gauges than that have been performed, you know, really, really well. <sighs> So I just want to point out, Paul DeGracco is now here with us. He's watching live from Las Vegas. Is that Carney? Yeah, uh, it is Carney, and it's funny because he missed out. We just talked about him like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, we said his name three times, so he did show up. And it's true. Beetlejuice and we were, rules. We were talking about with Disney. I call. I did call you a freak and a super freak. And, uh, wow, Paul, you gonna let him do I, you dirty yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, Paul, just to let you know, I'm going to. Uh, you're going to be jealous. I'm going to Topolino's tomorrow at the Riviera. Not tomorrow. Yeah, I keep thinking today's Thursday because I'm on the show. Yeah. All day, dude. All day. Even my sales reps. I plan my day around, the, you know, the end of the day today. And I'm like, all day people ask me. They're like, oh, hey, what's going on with this? I'm like, oh, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. And that's Friday. But tomorrow's not Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday. So, Paul, I'll be at Topolino's at Riviera on Saturday. And then... I'm doing California Grill for Valentine's Day, so be jealous, Paul. He said, I've been there for breakfast. <coughs> I, nice. I haven't done breakfast at Topolino's. I've heard it's phenomenal. They do a character breakfast there, I believe. Hmm. Well, I just wanted to point that out because I saw Paul was uh, Paul was here now. He's with us on the show. Uh, before I get into the news, uh, I just wanted to I wanted to check in with the NFT. It's the one thing I don't think we've talked about Um you know, now that the NFTs, the cigars have been released to all their owners, correct? All the all the pieces, the humidors, the 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 art, the cigars, that's all been sent out to everybody, right? Yes, the 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 first uh, the first shipment of the golden bullion humidors went out in October, and then the first shipment of the 
of, of their allotments. Uh, that now they don't have to buy their allotments. There's seven owners. They don't have to buy their allotments. Um, so far, everybody's bought their allotments simply because it's the first set of allotments. I, you know, I you anticipate mean, everybody probably. You mean every month? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So everybody so far has bought them. Um, I anticipate that probably for the first year or so, everybody's going to do that. Um, and you know, some people have some different concepts where they're sitting on them, putting together different collections and whatnot. Um, but I, you know, I anticipate pretty much everybody, you know, buying their allotment each month. I mean, if not, I said it's fine. It's up to them. We don't we don't sell them somewhere else. It's just you know, if they don't want to buy the sixty each month, they don't have to. It's their right in uh, in their contract they had. But yeah, everything's been delivered, and so far you've got. There's, there's three of the owners that are actively selling the product. Um, the owner of one and two, which was uh, Alex Martinez, he's uh, he's uh, general manager at Main Street Cigars in New Jersey. He's been actively selling his. We actually did a launch party with him uh, during a uh, during a uh, essentially an NFT convention down in Miami. We did a launch thing with him down there, which was fun. Uh, so he, he's actively been selling them. Uh, Jack Schwartz has them available online as well. And then uh, Sun Cigars, Matul Shah, uh, he's been selling his as well. Uh, so the the next one to release, which is a big release. So the, the you know number one's number one's really important, right? Because it's the first, and then the last. So you got one and seven. That all of them in between are are special. Do not get me wrong, but who wants you know? You don't want the second of something, <laughs> technically, right? Like if there's a one of, you would like to have the first. Everybody wants the first Ferrari or wants this or whatever. Nobody um, wants so the Ricky one, Bobby. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of anticipation with one, a lot of anticipation with the rest of them too, obviously, because uh, it's just so limited. Uh, but uh, I think the next anticipated one of people curious what's going on with it is the owner of number seven, uh, which has been dubbed Lucky Number Seven, and that's Cigars on the Avenue here in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, their their official launch of the uh, lucky number seven is March second, and they're doing something quite impressive with it. So they, it, I'll get some pictures and things up because they're going to start marketing this in the next few weeks. So stay tuned on it, and we'll talk about it here on the show as it gets closer. So, so th- theirs are not on sale yet. No, no. Okay. So they've done a really interesting thing. They they've sat on them. So by March, it'll been six months that they've sat on them for collecting them and what what they're doing is they've created a a golden bar menu it's called the golden menu which has uh, specialty cocktails that are made to be exclusively paired with the cigars now you don't have to buy the cigar to, to enjoy the drinks but they're inspired and intended to be paired with them uh, but right. the inspiration is is there so you can so they have a golden menu which will be at their bar available all the time. That's coming in March as well. Um, they've kind of rebranded part of their lounge as, as like the lucky number seven lounge. They have this gigantic six by six foot by five foot um, logo with the lucky number seven logo that they have. It's it's quite impressive what they've done. They've got this massive golden display. It's it's quite impressive. It's all LED lit, and and in it there's a bottle of Macallan M. So they're doing a VIP event with 25 VIPs. Uh, the event's the event's going to be four uh, five hours long, but the VIPs is two hours, and they're going to be uh, 
they're going to be eating golden covered Wagyu tomahawk beef. They're going to be having saffron mashed potatoes, which is the most expensive spice in the world. And they're doing uh, jumbo shrimp cocktails with that. So there's going to be a dinner for the guests. Each guest is going to get an ounce of Macallan M, which is $600 an ounce. And they're also going to be getting one of the golden lucky number seven cigars, uh, getting the first in the world to have the opportunity to smoke the number sevens. And then they're going to be doing, uh, uh, trying and sampling one of the uh, cocktails from the golden menu, which is called the golden old fashioned number seven. Uh, so there's a lot of fun stuff around it. Then it'll be open to public the rest of the evening. And, uh, and that will go on sale. And they got some other fun projects with it too. Uh, so they, they're really doing something unique with it. So I think it's, for me, there's a lot of anticipation with it because they've really been the most dynamic with the ideas that they've had um, and how and how they're rolling it out. Um, so, you know, working with everyone, everyone's had different concepts. Uh, Cigar Country is another one of the owners, CigarCountry.com. They're our distributor in the Dominican Republic. The gentleman, Ruben, that owns that, his aren't for sale yet either. And he's got something very unique planned that I can't talk about um, because it hasn't been announced. But uh, a lot of creativity going on with it, and, and uh, it's been fun to watch people represent them in different ways. And, and it's, there's all different price points depending on which number they have and, and how they manage it. And it said it'll be interesting to see uh, how each person's concept works and uh, what direction uh, what direction this goes. And so we work very closely with them, so it's, uh, it has been fun. Now, one of the owners was a private owner, if I remember correctly. Has that private owner bought all of his allotments too? Yeah, the private owners. Yep, private owners have uh, been involved in it. I, I do think that, I do think at some point you're going to see, in people's rotation or start seeing pictures. You'll start seeing pictures of people with different numbers, you know. So I, I would, I would be surprised if you didn't at some point in time start seeing. I, I can't remember which one he. I think he owes either four or five. I think he has number and, four. Yeah. So number four. So I'd be surprised if you didn't see his out there in some capacity in the future, you know, in, in rotation in people's, uh, either their personal collections or posting pictures and whatnot online. Is he, it he, seems like he, is he a retailer or no, he's, he's not a retailer. No, he's a private, he's a private, he's a yeah. private uh, owner, a consumer. And, uh, but when you have something unique and special like that, you kind of want to share it, right? You want people to enjoy it, which creates more excitement about what you have too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if, if a few For number sure. fours are out there, that's great. There's going to be collectors. I mean, people collect things. There, there's people that have their own favorite lucky number, um, you know, and then it's a great cigar on top of that. And as I said, there's a lot of fun things going along with it at the same time. But I said, I, I'm looking forward. So it'll be March 2nd is going to be the, the next the next retailer, uh, not, the, not the next retailer, the next owner happens to be a retailer, uh, is going to go live with that. And they got some really fun stuff going on. The uh, there was a comment here. I heard they were bringing a live golden bull. I don't know. Maybe Don. Maybe Don should uh, should look into that. <laughs> I have inspired by Alex Martinez, uh, number one and two. Uh, when he was in Miami, he had a golden uh, tuxedo jacket. I have a golden tuxedo jacket that I will be wearing that night to uh, to fit in. And and I may be the one doing the cooking, so you know that wagyu beef is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. I can attest to that. Uh, oh, Gar- yeah. Garrett Robinson is here. Uh, question, does Carney shave his armpits? I feel like he might. I think it, so. Garrett must be a uh, an LFD Discord guy. Uh, of course I do. <laughs> I used to shave. I used to shave my head and everything else. I now have hair. But, yeah, I used to be I used to be completely hairless other than my arms and, and legs. 
So, yeah, I mean, leave that to the imagination. But no, I'm I, so I, I grew up as an athlete. So when you when you're when you're working out regularly and stuff, you get patchy hair. So like you'll see runners like male runners if they don't shave like a lot of male runners do shave their legs, but if they don't or there's a runner you'll see like the back of their calves have no hair, their uh, their quads have no hair, the upper part of their arm hair doesn't grow right. So you either have like patches of hair or you get rid of this stuff. So I uh, the easiest thing to do is to get rid of it. Yeah, I never forget years ago um, when you were bald and clean shaved, your old. Your old Instagram pic, it was like a black and white photo. And you were like all shaved. <laughs> and I remember sitting there one time looking at it. And I remember all te- shaved. I remember texting you and I was like, you know what's funny? In that profile picture, you kind of look like the guy from Prometheus. You remember the guy, like the white like creature, like the human-like dude? Oh, you mean the movie? Yeah, the movie. The movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I was like. I thought you were talking about the cigar. The, no, the, uh, no. The brand. I'm, like, I'm like, what dude from Prometheus? <laughs> no, the movie Prometheus. Um, and it was funny because I was in Vegas at the trade show last year, and I was at a restaurant, and this guy comes in, and he's and he's like on the other side of the dining room. And I like look over, and I almost did a double take, and I was like – and I remember texting you and be like, dude, I found your doppelganger. I thought that was you for a second. Um it was it was crazy. You you uh you really have changed. You uh you put on the hair, you put on the scruff, and uh, I think a lot of people would say it's it's a better look for you. I apparently, based if I was to read these comments tonight, these these guys are they won't stop talking about you. They won't stop talking about how much they love you. I the thing I the thing I get the most is that I look younger. I look younger with the hair, and um, so I'll take that. I also X swimmer zero leg hair. Yeah, boom, exactly. Uh, bikers do bikers all that stuff. Yeah. Um. So I started using, I started Rogaine? using this exfoliating cream, that not cream, but it's like an exfoliating scrub, and it's it's charcoal and stem cells. Stem cells. Holy and shit! That must be expensive. Look, it's not. It's not. Not crazy, but it wasn't cheap for what it was, I guess. And I'm not convinced how much stem cells in there. But I, I'm telling you, I've been noticing it's been getting. I've been looking getting baby smooth here. Well, you know, all you got to do is uh, start, you know, using that, that HGH and, you know, it'll really do wonders yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm going to wait till my mid-40s for that. <laughs> so, hey, it's up in the next four or five years. I remember, I remember, I won't say who it was, but there was someone we know, <sighs> someone me and Carney know, and we were talking about, I was like, man, I'm like, that dude's looking even younger now than he did 20 years ago. And he was like, yeah, it's called HGH. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, the, the further you get in life and the more financially off, well off you are, you have one more time to work out, two more financial freedom, and then with that financial freedom becomes the ability to, to utilize that financial freedom to do things that you couldn't afford when you were younger um, and do them regularly. So, yeah, you see these people in, like, 50 that start getting to look much better. One, they're taking better care of themselves, but I'm promising you they're on some sort of testosterone treatment in their mid to late 50s or they're on, uh, you know, HGH or some combination of both. Like that actor, J.K. Simmons. Have you seen him recently? Oh yeah, dude, he's ripped. Dude, he's jacked. He's like, I don't know. I'm gonna look him up. How old he is right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm gonna look him up. But for those who don't know, what we're gonna... talking about the guy from Farmers Insurance and uh, J. Jonah Jameson from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's him. 68 years old, and he's doing overhead military oh, classes yeah. with The Rock. And he's playing. He's playing a shredded Santa Claus. I guess this is what it says. Uh, <laughs> shredded anyway, Santa Claus. So people are like, "Oh, he's working out. He's doing this." 
okay, he is working out, he is eating well, but he's taking testosterone supplements and he's taking some form of HGH. Um, that just Definitely. doesn't work out that way. There's no, you don't get that big at 68 without taking her. So as my point is, it's heavily monitored and really safe, um, but still somewhat frowned upon. As soon as I start to really slow down, like feel it, I, I'm finding it. Trust me. I'm going to find it and I'm going to do it at safe levels with a doctor. And uh, I plan on, look, you know, I plan on being like 50% of what the rock looks like. So, so you're saying <laughs> that, so you're saying that another like 15 years or so, and we're going to see an even better looking John Carney. Oh, I'm doing it. hundred percent without question. If I make it that far, we're doing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JK Simmons is nearly 70, dude. Okay. I go online. If you're on here, Google JK Simmons. You don't even have to search anything. It pops up because it was just in men's health. He is yeah. jacked. I just saw the picture of him freaking overhead pressing like a, what, three plates on there? I don't know how much those plates are rated at, but. Hey, and I'm just going to say, I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. Damn. For those of you that watch Jake and Simmons, you'll get that joke. <laughs> he is doing good. Let's take a quick break. Let's do our news. Our news segment is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. And while you're at it, head over to their Facebook group and sign up to be a McAuliffe ambassador on Facebook. We can hang out and smoke with all your fellow McAuliffe ambassadors. Um, interesting news story came out today. This is one that we mentioned actually earlier. Um, it is the um, it's the <coughs> announcement of an annual special release that many people probably heard of. United Cigars announces the EP Carrillo Independence Day Firecracker. This June, United Cigars will release the EP Carrillo Pledge Firecracker. Since 2010, United Cigars has collaborated annually with fellow cigar makers to release a limited edition firecracker commemorating Independence Day. The EP Carrillo Pledge is described as a zesty, spicy, woody cigar that tantalizes the consumer's palate. A cigar that has a lasting, ta- lasting creamy finish with a rich aroma profile. Firecracker fans are in for a truly powerful smoking experience. Uh, this is a cigar that won Cigar of the Year at CA two years ago. Last year was Padron. The year before, I think, was the Pledge. Um, really interesting to see them to do a Firecracker with uh, with EP Carrillo. That's, that's going to be really interesting. Something different. I, I, if you ask me... It's not something I would have expected, but now that I see it, I'm I'm really excited for this. I think this is going to be a truly uh, a unique firecracker. When I saw the announcement, I was I was surprised, and then and I was like, surprised in a way of like that's not what I would have guessed. And then second, when I got over that, which was very quickly after, I was like, that's a great idea. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a home run. I feel like I feel like everyone had those feelings. Oh, EP Carrillo. Oh, E.P. Carrillo. <laughs> it's funny because uh, he's also doing one of the limited releases for The Great Smoke, too. So I don't. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if maybe years ago this was more the case, but I feel like at least in the last handful of years, you haven't seen a lot of special kind of releases from them. It's just been kind of you know regular stuff that they worked on. So like now you're starting to see some of these special exclusive projects coming out from them, and uh, it, it's interesting. It really is. You're right. They really... They really haven't, um, with their brand, they haven't really tapped into those types of products. Um, you know, they've done unique limited edition things, but nothing nothing really on the store level that's that, that I think it's that high profile by any means. 
Um, you know, they did do one of those, they did a limited edition Cuba Aliados, which was a different brand, which is that Oliva owned brand, which is now made by JRE. Um, and that was a limited production run they did with that, but nothing yep. with their own brand with their name on it. That was a, you know, something really unique that a store does. And there's, there's very few things as unique as the firecracker. Yeah. I, uh, and I noticed that the last couple of years and they used to do just strictly one, but now like the last couple of years they've done, they've done multiple variations. So I, I'd, I'd be interested to see, you know, um, well, you, you comment you put up there, I think is a main reason why, he said Oliver's a rock star. I, I, it's not a coincidence that Oliver's involved with that company. They now have a new marketing uh, director as well, and and they're doing these things kind of coincide with all that. I mean, that's not a coincidence. Those are ideas that are fresh, new, different, that they're sitting down and, and taking a, uh, a really successful project and making it even more uh, well-known, uh, you know, worldwide. So it's, you know, hats off to what they're doing over there at uh, at United for sure. Yeah, they've had a killer year. Um, you know, they, they got our cigar of the year. Uh, Alfonso number four was our cigar of the year. They got number one on the half wheel list. Um, they had, uh, I think, another firecracker on the half wheel list. They had the red anchor on our list. Um, I believe they scored two cigars on Coop's list. Um I'm sure there was more Ojo others. But number one, uh, like a limited release or special release? I think, yeah, Dojo had them as number one luxury. Luxury, yeah, that was it. I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they introduced a lot more lines this year. They, first of all, selected in itself, which is Nelson Alfonso's brand. You know, they expanded. They added the Alfonso, the Byron 1850, um, which, John, I know you and I have talked about. We've both smoked that. That cigar is fantastic as well. Um, you know, then you look at United, they added the Red Anchor, they added Yaya, they started doing distribution for Arnold Andre, they, um, you know, their firecrackers are always there, but, you know, this is just another, another feather in the cap of some of the interesting things that they have been doing, and they seem to have a lot of momentum, and it just seems to keep on rolling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, um, the Red Anchor, I, the brand, the, the, the packaging on it, the branding looks great, the cigar is excellent, I've smoked that several times in, over the last couple of years as they were working on that. That was a fun project to, to see come out and have it look and be the way it is. I, I think they do have a ton of momentum. And, you know, what's interesting, and, you know, this is probably something, you know, this is cover the inner coop in me, but the, you know, that's something they've been trying to do, right? They've been trying to get that kind of momentum with the United lines, not just the selected tobacco lines. And they're really doing it. I mean, it, it's it's happening, and it's been it's it's great to watch it. And they really do have momentum, um, and it's it's gonna you know they're making some moves. They really are. It's 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 great. I like to see people be successful that that deserve it and have great ideas. Um, so it's great to see these people working hard and seeing the successes that they're having and uh, and collaborating together in a way to take great ideas and make them even better. Definitely. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do this year. Um, after the year they had last year, and everything that they they've they've done, and now we're seeing one of the f kind of the first things that they have planned for this year. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be a fun, 
I know I know they're going to TPE, so I'm excited to see what we see at TPE, and then from there we got PCA in July. So um, definitely a, a lot to look forward to this year. One of the things I I've been I've been waiting for because I never got to to smoke any of the original ones, but is there any possibility that maybe we may see a second LFD firecracker someday? I never got to have the first ones. Um. You've never smoked one of those? I don't think so. That's one of the only. Oh uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe in the future, maybe in the future, it's something that we that we would do. We haven't. Uh, we've had talks about it. We um, the first one we did was very successful. We, uh, I think, off the record, we accidentally doubled the production. Mm. Um, so after it was sold, we had X number of thousands of them left, and we called them, and we're like, "Hey, we have more of these." And this was before they were doing that program. Uh, you know where where you're starting to see these launch nationwide, uh, which I think is excellent. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean if it's something they want to sit down and talk to, we'd be we'd be certainly interested in uh, in talking about. So yeah, maybe here's just not off the table by any means. Uh, but it was strong, man. It, it was it was very full bodied. Um, I think it was the fullest bodied of all of the ones I've smoked so far, um, and that that's what it was supposed to be. Uh, but it might might have been might have been a little too strong. But I, I still have a few left, so maybe. Uh, Maybe this summer when I'm back up to the northeast, we'll uh, I'll pull some out with smoking. When was um w- was that one based off of the El Jaco size? No, no, it was the double. It's double. It was a doubly hero, and we put instead of putting um, it's a tiny cigar, you know they're like this big. So yeah. instead of putting instead of putting traditionally hero leaves in it, we put leaves that were even uh, so like the crown towards the crown of the plant. Yeah, um, the Corona. We put those leaves in it, so we didn't have to. Oh, wow. We didn't have because if you have a bigger cigar and you put a little leaf in it, it's just gonna be in somewhere in the middle of a big cigar, you know. So with a smaller size, we use we use the Corona of the plant, essentially the higher part of the Lajero, and it, it was it was quite aggressive. Yeah, those are the some other one that high was really primings. strong. Yeah, the other one that was really strong was um, Skip Martin's, the the Roma Craft one that Skip and Mike Rosales did was was yep. full body. And, they, when those came out, they said you got to sit them because they said they were a little wet. I prefer my cigars a little more humid, so they're perfect for me. But uh, they did have a lot of strength too. So th- those for me are the two strongest that I'd smoked. And the last, man, I I can't, I don't think I've smoked the last two, but uh, those were certainly the stronger of them that I'd had. Christoph's was pretty good too. They had that pissed off Christoph blend. That had some good strength to it as well. Omar DeFrias's was strong. Yeah, I expected that to be not as strong as it was um, when I first lit it up. That that was that was aggressive. It was um, I don't know if you ever had this with a cigar. It was like top of your palate strong. Like at the second I puffed it, I felt it at the top of my mouth. Right, 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 right. Yeah, those firecrackers are some some pretty awesome cigars, and uh, they they did a Bandolero one last year in the Bandolero line, which was interesting. Uh, they did one with uh, Artista cigars with the big poppy. They did one with uh, Nick Melillo, who was on a few weeks ago, with the the Wise Man Maduro blend. Um, so and they did one with Nick Perdomo a few years ago. I think that was kind of based off of the 20th anniversary Sun Grown blend. So lots of interesting ones. Lots of interesting I've, ones. I've never had a firecracker. We You've never had one? Get, we don't get them up here. And, yeah, they, they sell out so fast that even the people I know, they tend not to tend not to get them. So... 
Oh, that's oh. good. I I have some. I have some. I have. <sighs> I think I know I you've got the Perdomo one because I've had a few of those. I don't think I have any left. I think I finished them. I may have a couple. I may have a couple loose ones kicking around. I'll have to look. I have half a box of the HVC Black Friday ones, um, which were pretty good. I can uh, I could probably send you guys some of those too. Um, those are sitting in the humidor. But yeah, I mean they 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 do go quick. They're small cigars too, and it's what just a box of twenty. So I mean, it, yeah, it's easy. Buy multiple boxes. Yeah, and it's easy to kill those boxes. Those cigars are so small. I mean, you could smoke you know two of them in a sitting, even though they're strong. You could still smoke probably two of them at a time. Um, but yeah, they they do. They go quick. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about. Oh, oh, Matt Ty is here as well. Matt uh, Matt said, "Who's the kid? I'm gonna need to see some ID." Uh oh, <laughs> Mitchell's looking really young over there. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, you put the old guy back in the show. Everybody looks young. Yeah, I know, right? You did us a favor. You did us a favor. I'm gonna light up a second cigar. I'm gonna I'm gonna forego the Cameroon cabinet, and I'm gonna smoke this. I was I was giving it today. I'm gonna smoke the Perdomo Sun Grown 10th Anniversary Robusto. Nice, 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 nice. nice. You know, Perdomo's another one that we get our eye on this year. Last year, they were supposed to release their 30th anniversary um, to coincide with the Perdomo 30 years in business. Unfortunately, as Nick told us at the at the trade show in July, um, there was some production delays, not with the cigars. Like The cigars are actually ready, um, and he decided to let them to continue uh, aging and resting in the, in the aging room um, because some of their packaging stuff was delayed. So it sounds like we're going to maybe hear more about that maybe at TPE next month. Um, I'll have to see. We'll, we'll find out when we get there. But uh, I, I think we might hear about it then and maybe see it released sometime uh, later in the year. Uh, but that's another one. That's a new Perdomo. You know, last time Perdomo put out a cigar, they put out the cigar John Smoking as well as its Maduro counterpart. And those cigars, uh, they performed really well. They ranked on a lot of lists. So especially the Maduro. I think the Maduro got some some high-ranking awards, a couple of number ones. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. They, they've been a little quiet the last year, but... I think the next cigar will, will bring them back and make some more noise again. So um, looking forward to that. Now, one of the things I had on the on the list tonight after getting caught up with John was, you know, John and I talk a lot about um, different things. We talk a lot about football and stuff. Anyone who follows football or at least knows who Joe Burrow is, you know, you know Joe Burrow smokes a cigar after every win, right? So we started talking about, um, you know, people smoking cigars for celebrations and you know why that's you know why that's such a important thing and i think that recently and john actually said this first so and i'll let him touch on this as well but you know you're see we're seeing some more celebrities smoking cigars in celebration you're seeing it take off in football a lot more um you know with alabama and tennessee you see joe burrow doing it um, I think it's good. I think it's bringing a lot more attention back to cigars. You want to talk about maybe non-athletes, but you see Guy Fieri. Everything that Espinosa has done with Knuckle Sandwich has been has been huge this year. Um, that that has been out of celebrity cigars. And John, I'll, I'll let you touch on this as well because you've been in the industry a lot longer than both of us, um, so you've seen more. But generally, the feedback on celebrity cigars is not great. Um, they don't tend to get the buzz that people would think they would. But I'll tell you, that knuckle sandwich at, at Espinosa, I mean, I can't I can't go anywhere or any conversation without hearing that cigar come up. I mean, it is on fire right now. So, you know, you know, a thing that's 
this this actually just popped up today on social media. So Espinosa has a sales meeting going on right now, and the thing that's been different with what Eric and the Espinosa team has done with with Guy has been that it wasn't just focused on let's release a cigar, you're a celebrity, and we'll do events and go everywhere around the country and and do your let everybody meet you type of a thing, right? So, like, I'll use, for example, like Ray Lewis. His, his cigar did well. Don't get me wrong. They probably sold millions of the things. But it, it doesn't have a holding pattern. You know, it doesn't have a part where it's like, what's your everyday go-to cigar? You know, what do you smoke? You know, I smoked a Ray Lewis. Like, it's not that nobody says that. Um, right. But but that was really a you – know, I'm not saying he wasn't involved in the blends. I'm not saying he didn't sample things and pick what he wanted and different things like that. But he wasn't really involved in it other than being Ray Lewis, right? And it was Rocky Patel and Ray Lewis, and it was a big success. But Eric Espinosa's sales team did like the, the day at Guy's house and did lunch, smoked cigars, talked about the product. I mean, they posted pictures of it online. If you follow anybody on social media – that that's involved with Espinosa, you know that they were down there, and yep. that's a big that's a big difference, man, and that has a big impact on how the people selling it are going to sell it, and how the people that are consuming it are going to consume it, and then it also shows that it's a different mentality with the manufacturer that that person's really involved in this process and is really enjoying of it and, and, and living it the same way that the the people selling it and smoking it are. Um, so that's a that's the big difference to me is it's obvious that he's involved in it, right? And it's not just Guy Fieri and he's collecting a, a royalty off of it because of who he is. It's, you know, he's collecting off what he's collecting off it and he's involved, regularly involved. Um, you know, the, I almost said something I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> I can't say it yet. Probably uh, one, for me, probably one of the only guys like, you know, that if you ever see his interviews or see him outside of the industry stuff, like you said, pictures of the sales team, half the time he's got a freaking cigar in his hand, right? And one of the only people that have come from outside the industry in that is like that, that is not necessarily purposefully promoting it, but it's just like he doesn't have to. It's just part of who he is and what he does. So it's he doesn't even yeah, have to try. Yeah, yeah, it's really part of what he's doing, and, and that's cool. And I think that's why he's having success with it. I also think it's a really nice cigar. Um, and Great cigar. They, uh, they're hitting a home run with it, and they're doing it the right way. Um, you know, it hasn't been buy 100 boxes and Guy Fieri shows up. It's been, hey, this cigar is really good. It's just, it's just Guy Fieri's knuckle sandwich. It doesn't say Guy Fieri all over the thing. It, it's really a product that's about the cigar first. Obviously, it's well known that he's involved in it, but – you know, the, the retailers that are carrying it and doing well with it probably haven't even seen Guy, you know, which I don't think is a bad thing. So when he does show up, people are showing up because they like the cigars and they want to meet him. You know, instead of saying, hey, I want to go meet, you know, I want to go meet said celebrity and then smoke their cigars, uh, you know, because, I, because I'm there to meet him or I want access to him. This has been, hey, I, I'm smoking it. I like it. Now they're going to do an event. And it may just be an Espinosa event that does well. And then if Guy Fieri happens to be there, it'll be extra. Um, so, no, I'm just impressed. They're doing it differently. And, uh, you know, we'll see how, how long it continues on. But as of right now, the man seems involved. Well, apparently, Garrett Robinson says we, we're pronouncing it wrong. It's Fietti. Well, we can pronounce it however we, however we want. 
uh, because I'm not able to put together that many I's and R's <laughs> and then get T out of it. So in, in, in where I come from, in French, Canadian, Irish, it's, it's, there's, there's no R's don't pronounce as T's. Interesting response. <laughs> Interesting response. Garrett. Garrett. Wow. Garrett, go, sha go shave your legs, Garrett. Oh, man. Garrett. Yeah, go swimming. <laughs> Garrett, you going to let him do you dirty? Uh, Matt, Ty, Matt Ty is watching as well. Uh, this is a wonderful thing for the cigar culture and the cigar industry. He's a mainstream rock star, and it helps that he's also a great dude. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this the other day. I mean, it's it, and I've had this conversation with a few other people, even, you know, with Hector Espinosa. Uh, Hector Hester, Hector Alfonso from Espinosa, um, you know, it, yeah, he, he has been. He has been great. He's been great for them. He's been great for the industry. Uh, I agree with everything John said. The way it's also been marketed has been done extremely well. Um, and to the events that that guy has shown up for, he's he, he was at Great Smoke. He, I think he was at PCA. Um, you know, he's done some private stuff at shops. Uh, it, it, from everything I've heard, it, it's always gone well. It's always been, you know, well-received. Obviously, he's a popular guy. Everybody wants to know him. The one thing that someone pointed out to me is, you know, a lot of times you see, like you mentioned, John, Ray Lewis. You see the Carl Malone from, from La Aurora. You get the big poppy, right? Well, someone mentioned to me, like, the one thing about guy, you, you see a lot of these sports figures. Like, there was the, um, who was the, the guy from the Yankees years ago? Gary um, Sheffield. Yeah, Gary she Gary Sheffield had one. I think he, his was the Rocky Patel as well. A lot of them, sports guys, right? The one interesting thing about about Guy is he's someone that you don't have to know sports to know. I mean, your mother knows who he is, your sister knows who he is, you know, kids know who he is. Like everyone knows who Guy is. So you have a, a much more recognizable face too. Guy who's on TV everywhere all the time. You know, not just if you're watching a game and you know about sports. I mean, he's yeah. a guy that you, you can't you can't like not run into. So everyone knows who he is, um, and it's been great. You That's know. right. He is he is a mainstream rock star. You know, I see the comment there. I mean, he mm -hmm. really is. He's kind of he's yeah. he's known for his cooking, but he's kind of he became a celebrity. He kind of because of him who he is. Like he kind of just lived it and became it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just leaned in and embraced it. And I think even like the fact that he came from the food industry, like. I'm sure he had some form of uh, input on the cigar. Like you're trusting his palate. Like he knows food. He can cook food. And I think that is a really big distinguishing factor. Like you said, a lot of these guys coming from sports, they just, you know, maybe like cigars here and there and maybe they like some good stuff, but like, you know, that guy is going to have a good palate and you know that he's going to he, put something out there flavorful. It's going to be flavorful. Yeah, and he had, he had premium cigar friends too. You know, him and Matt Booth are really close. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. you know, they're like family and, and he had connections with other people in the industry. So, you know, when at one of the shows we were on one time, we were talking, but it might've been on here and we were talking with, I think it was talking to Herklotz about it. And somebody's like, Oh, it's interesting that they went and did a cigar. He did a cigar with Eric Espinosa. And so since he's such good friends with Matt Booth, you know, maybe they would collaborate or do something together. And I said, he and Matt are really close. So I'm sure in discussions that they were having and what guy was looking to do that Matt probably gave him some advice. And so didn't other people. And for him to have made that decision, you know, it was something that fit everything that he envisioned and, and how his involvement wanted to be. And now that we're watching it, you know, it's becoming a reality of, you know, he picked Eric because of the flexibility he has and, and the opportunities that he has. So it was really, uh, you know, it wasn't just a, hey, I'm going to get into this. He, he had some, you know, he had guidance and, and history behind it. 
Get it? Guy? Guidance? Guidance. Guidance. Uh, Matt Ty said, the more that non-smokers in the real world see big-time celebrities and athletes enjoy cigars, that is a great thing for all of us. Of course, it helps when they're good people, um, which is true. There's a lot of non-smokers out there that despise smokers. But, you know, uh, like Matt said, hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's good people. But, no, it's right. It brings more recognition to our to our industry. And, you know, again, I kind of double back to the Joe Burrow discussion that John and I had the other day. I mean, it's it's great, you know, and, and he's he's good for the industry. And, you know, the bigger that kid becomes a star, especially if he wins a Super Bowl and, you know, he really, you know, he really becomes a big star in the NFL and he keeps that whole thing going. I mean, that's that's just another it's another person out there that makes a big deal about smoking this. It's become the thing now. Every time that the Bengals win, it's like, all right, well, what cigar is Joe smoking? It's now it's now a thing. Um, And and it's a good thing. It brings more attention to, um, you know, the premium cigars. And I was actually going to say, does anyone know what he smoked after the divisional win? Because I didn't see anything. Um, He was. So he, after one of the games, I didn't see that, but I know most recently, like at the end of the season, he was handed out Cohibas. Yeah, he had Cohiba 55s, I believe. Yeah. 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 And then then after that, was it after that game? It wasn't this past weekend, I don't think. Or w- one of the games recently, I texted you. They had the football with LFD cigars on national TV. LFD went national. I, <laughs> They're prime I still time. Don't know. That's the second time we've been featured like that. Uh, the first time was our friends at R and R Cigars in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, he somehow got the cigars into the. Into the commentators' booth, and then Molly McGrath and Todd McShay had the special football editions on the sidelines. They weren't lit up, uh, but they had them in their mouths at the end of the game, talking about it. And then he was featured with a box of his cigars and a box of our special football editions, Reagan. Uh, that was the first time, and that was huge. And then, yeah, th- this I, I kind of knew that one was going to maybe go down because I knew I was there for the game. Um, and I knew what he had, what he had planned. I didn't know if he was going to pull it off, but he did. Uh, but the second time was this, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. And I still don't know who set that up, but it was double Aero and reserve specials in a cigar lounge, a cigar humidor of some kind, featuring the player of the game ball. And uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. I got tons of text on that. And I, I still, if anybody's watching that knows who did that, please step forward. Uh, but we, if not, we appreciate your uh, silent gesture. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, that was definitely the hub of of the game. More so with the cigar people, I know more people talked about that than they did about the actual game. Uh, did you guys see that LFD was on too? I'm like, I know, I saw it. Um, so yeah, that that was cool to see. Uh, but again, that's just another thing that you know it it it's nice to see um, the promotion of cigars and in the celebratory aspect, which you know has become more popular especially within football um recently uh the last few years the world series winners i know have gone out of their way to to make more of a more of a point i know when the braves won the world series a few years ago um they were on the field and there was a lot of pictures and stuff of them handing out uh, they had some boxes of padron they were all smoking padrones after they won the world series and I know that was all over social media. That was all over the news. Uh, so it, it's good to see that, you know, more and more of that, that celebration uh, with the with the athletes really, in a way, promoting, 
premium cigars, which is good. And I hope I hope it continues. I hope there's there's more and more of it. I mean, you had the '90s when the Bulls were you know the kings of the NBA, and of course you know you had Jordan always had a cigar in his mouth after all the wins and you know the NBA Finals championships, and you had um, all the players really um, smoking cigars after those wins. And you know, of course, that was during the boom period. Uh, but it's nice. It's nice to see more and more of that. And I feel like I've seen more of that in the last year and a half than I have, you know, in the few years before that. Uh, it's just really, really taken off. So I wanted to bring that up because it's been uh, it's been a topic, and uh, especially with with LFD making prime time. I mean, how can you how can you not bring that up with John? You know what I mean? But let's let him exactly. let him have his moment. You know, LFD. They got it could have been it could have been any brand, but it was LFD. Well, they make the football cigar, right? I, I had a question. John, did you did you have when uh, when your child was born? Did you have a specific cigar you wanted to smoke? And I know some people do this where they'll put aside like a box and say, "I'm gonna wait till my kid is you know X age and have this aside for them, so that I can smoke it either every year they have their birthday now or when they're of age, have it with them for every year." Um, did you did you do anything celebratory that way? Um, and I know Matt's got uh, you know one on the way and. Uh, for me, I actually didn't get to uh, do anything special like that, and I don't have a box put away. But I might, I might closer to kind of like the ten or twelve year mark. But we'll see. Put something away. So there's a couple of cool things that one of them was recommended to me that I haven't done yet, but I need to do. Was uh, a friend of mine told me, uh, as actually a retail friend of mine, um, out in Texas, he had told me to. Uh, He's like, you're a big wine drinker. And I'm like, yeah. He said, what you need to do is buy a case of your favorite wine from the vintage year, from the year your, your child was born. Yeah, and I was going to get a box date. Idea. <clears throat> yeah, and he's like, that's a great idea. I'm like, that's a great idea. Get like, my daughter was born in 21, so get like a 2021 vintage of my favorite wine. And then save that for like their 21st, ber 21st birthday or, you know, have one on their 21st birthday and other special events, wedding, engagement, things like that. Uh, so I'm going to do that. But Mitchell doesn't know what I did for a cigar, does he, Matt? I don't think he does. I know the answer to that question. So I not only did not only did we have a special cigar that was set aside for it, I, I had a special cigar made. Oh, yeah, so that's right. Now I heard about special this. Special sides, special boxes, special bands. It's a pink box. It's called the Autumn Carney. It was a cigar made just for me. Um, a, you know, a, a lot of I did share it with a lot of people, but now I'm pretty much done sharing it because I, I, uh, I can get more of them, but I, uh, I save them for special occasions like my birthday, her birthday, and I do have some of the originals that I'm going to save until she's old enough to enjoy one with us. And um, so I have like the, not they're all the same exact cigars, but I have like ten left from the original box. Um, but uh, but I have plenty of those. I just got another like hundred three or four months ago, and uh, so I do hand them out occasionally as something special when I'm around. Uh, but that that was really cool because the band's pink. It's got pink foil on it. I mean, it's it was something really nice. special. And the reason I wanted to do that I was talking to Lito about it before my daughter was born. I was like, hey, you know, what gave me not not just the idea because obviously you have the idea to do it, but Terrence Riley did something for his birthday. It was called the TR40. And it had a little white band on it and just plain lettering and said TR40, which I thought was great. And to this day, I still haven't smoked one. Um, but if he's Terrence is watching, I'm uh, making him feel bad. But um, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, that's pretty cool. I'm like, but I, go, I want something special. Like, I want, like, not just that. That's special. Don't get me wrong. But I want something that's really special. Like, I want, like, an, I want, it's in I go, I want an LFD product that nobody else can get, just me. 
I go and something special like a pink box and I go because it's a girl and to represent her and I want her name on it and this and that. And I sent them down a couple design ideas like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. Like we can we'll 100 percent do that. That's like that would be great. We appreciate that. Be We'd be honored to. So that was really fun uh, to do something that was, you know, I said, I want the LFD logo on it. You know, I wanted an LFD branded product. And uh, that was great. And that was a nice little perk of a job. Yeah, of course. Matt, do you have any plans to put something aside or any celebratory cigar you plan on uh, lighting up when the time comes? Um, I actually haven't thought about it yet, to be honest with you. I mean, we're still early, so um, yeah. I haven't really thought about it, but I'm, I'm sure I'll come up with something by the time, time the baby comes. Garrett said, uh, Garrett said, I did opus for each of my kids to smoke with them when on their 18th, if they so choose. Which is really nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, really nice. Opus is a, a, a great celebratory cigar for sure. Perfect choice. Perfect choice. Yeah. Um, oh, John did was cool too, and John's obviously is more unique to to them too. So that's and that's really special to have. And you know, someday yeah. when she's old enough and she can't smoke, I mean, she understands like the significance of that. That'll be cool too. Like, you had a cigar made just for me. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully she's into it. If not, it's like, yeah, I don't really like cigars. Like that's cool. And you'll be like, it doesn't matter. I'm into it, so it's cool. <laughs> you, wait, you wait all those, you wait all those years, and then and then you're like, I waited all this time, and you don't even care. No, <laughs> I'm sure she will. It'll be, uh, it'll be really cool. Um, you're the only one that matters, John. Yeah, John. It was, it was, it was all, it was all, it was all your creativity. That's that's what matters. Um, but uh, that that's a, that's a lot of what we wanted to cover here tonight uh, on the show. Unless anyone else has uh, anything to add, I just wanted to say I lit up. Uh, what was this our number? Number four. Four cigar of the year. Number four. It's uh, Oro Tercera Maduro. Yep. Man, this thing is so good. Chocolatey cocoa, nice bit of kind of like that dark fruit sweetness, like surprising amount of sweetness off this thing. I love it and. Uh, yeah, so super good, smoking great. One of the things we need to actually, you know what? It's it's funny. I just I just remembered this, and John's here, you're here, we're all here, so we're gonna talk about this really quick because I had to listen to this from John the next day. You know, it's funny when the what? list when the list came out, <laughs> I got the messages from oh my god, thank you for this, blah, 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 blah. and then John texted me. Did you guys know that it's not broadleaf on that cigar? <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> Apparently, we got it wrong. But in our defense, and I didn't ask John for the information. I, I did my own research on it when I put the list together. So I didn't ask him. If I did, he probably would have told me. But I, I mean, you know, I didn't think. I, and then after he said it, I went around and I looked. And, and everyone had it listed as broadleaf, but it's not. It's, it's San Andreas, right, John? No, it's not. What is it? <laughs> what is it? It's, What's it's, the wrapper on? It's Nicaraguan sun-grown. Ah. Really? Yeah, it's yeah. not. This yeah. is a Nicaraguan sun-grown Maduro. And you know what's funny, Mitchell, was the thing that, that brought it up was I was watching the reveal show, and you were talking, and I text Matt like a laughing the next day. I was like, it's fu- I go, it was funny when Mitchell was talking about because you said to him, he said to you, he was talking about the blend, and he said Connecticut broadleaf, and you were like, "Wow, that's really interesting because I'm not getting a lot of broadleaf flavors out of this." It's it's you true. Just, you, yeah, you described it as like how you would how like someone would describe like 
a Nicaraguan sun-grown style wrapper. Like the, the, the it makes sense. For flavor profiles was that yeah. So I, it was funny because that was I watched probably about a half hour of the show, and that was I tuned in right. I, I happened to tune in right when you guys just started that, and I was like I was laughing. That's why I said to Matt. I said it was funny because it's not broadleaf. I go in the Mitchell like nailed it, and you didn't even know it, and and but it is everywhere it's listed as broadleaf, and I, I don't know how that happened. Um, it might have been through an initial. It might have been through when it was originally. So this has been the same blend for like five or five years now since we've been doing that 50th anniversary. So this 55th year is the 55th year of the TA is this year, which is the Emerald anniversary. So we did that for the Golden. So it must have been. It must have been. I said once on a piece of paper or something to the TAA. It had to have been that because there's no way that people would just randomly guess Broadleaf. It had to have been said at some point in time, and I just don't know where it was. And then it got out there. So I was just like, all right, we don't have it listed anywhere on our website. So let it be what it is. But yeah, it was funny during the show. You nailed it. And I'm like, oh, it's so funny. You're like, oh, I'm not really getting traditional broadleaf off it. You described the flavor profile. And I'm like, yeah, because it's Nicaragua and sunburn. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, I was so surprised. I was like, when 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 we came out with that, I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I'm like, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have that classic. Yeah, I was, and I, I was skeptical. It, it, it and I was classic. It's not as sweet. Yeah, no, it's not it as is sweet. not as sweet. Yeah. This has nice not, sweetness, not all, but it's yeah. it's not the same kind of sweetness as a broadleaf. This is more yep. of like a fruit-like sweetness with that kind of red pepper in the background. Whereas yeah. with broadleaf, I get a chocolatey-like sweetness. The chocolate on this is more like like a I don't even know, not not like a broadleaf cocoa, chocolate. Either. It's more like cocoa, cocoa powder to me. It's more like yeah, cocoa, it's like powder, cocoa yeah. powder, like raw exactly. cocoa, yeah. Yeah, that's which I definitely get a lot more off of those uh, those sun grown Nicaraguan. Um, yeah, that I'm. I'm I glad I kind of. I'm glad I wasn't going crazy. I was like, man, I don't know, man. Like, I, is my palate shot? Because like, this does not taste like. You know, I smoke a lot of micaritas. I smoke a lot of. You yeah. no, know, you even it. you nailed it. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's so. funny because I, I mean, I even I, I, I was like, I, I was, this I had a little good. bit. I have a little bit of a question there, and. But I looked it up everywhere, and I'm like, no, everyone says it's broadleaf. So I'm like, all right, maybe I don't know. I'm like, that's. I was a little perplexed, but I didn't think anything of it. And I just moved on. And then yeah. when John told me, I was like, really? Because like it, that's what everyone said it was. But then I'm like, I mean, I obviously I, I trust what he says, and he works for the fucking company. So uh, yeah. But no, Garrett, this, Garrett, Garrett, he's spoken the the twenty the twenty twenty one TAA LFD um, Maduro. I'm smoking the natural. He has the Maduro. 50th Tercera. Yep. And this year, so the 2022s have just shipped, and this year you, you guys are also doing a natural and Maduro, same blend, but it's a mm -hmm. Solomon. Yeah, and we're doing we're doing a few TAA events with them as well this year. We uh, Six, seven years ago, we did about 60 TAA events around the country. We're not going to do that many, but I've got about 10 TAA events lined up. Uh, for this year, we're going to do a little sit-down, uh, high-end tasting uh, with, a, with small groups, like 20 people. Uh, so 20 people get one of each cigar. They smoke at two different cocktails. And uh, that starts tomorrow. So I've got one that's going on tomorrow at Cigars on the Avenue here. Uh, we're going to be doing some with Corona this year, too. We've got some fun stuff lined up with them on top of that. Um, so we're going we're gonna to be doing some fun things with the TAA exclusives that came out late last year, early this year. That are still shipping, and then our new TA coming out is going to be something really special too. 
And I said, this is the last year of the 50th anniversary concept. So it'll be something entirely different, but uh, yeah, you'll start to see us out there in some more retail stores and my sales guys too, are going to be doing some of their own little TAA tastings as well. It's just their special cigar. And if they're in those shops, you might as well sit down and enjoy it and, and highlight it a little bit. So we, we, we make an effort to try to work with those retail partners uh, that have those there and, and, uh, and really, you know, present them and, and they're really they are really good cigars so i you know it's the presentation of it's beautiful the packaging is beautiful so it's a really elegant thing to do in like an evening with a small group to sit down and have something special together now you mentioned the emerald anniversary so are these ones going to be emerald themed for 2023 you can neither confirm nor deny all right well i'm going to take that as a yes because you already kind of slipped up and mentioned the emerald so i'm going to assume that's what you're going with um <laughs> Uh, but that'll be cool. That'll be exciting. I, I'm envi- I'm envisioning what that could look like, and that would be really cool. So, um, now that's really awesome. And I noticed on the Solomons, so you guys went to a ten count for these ones as well. Um, yeah, Solomons tend to be a higher price point. Uh, yeah. these cigars retail between thirty five and you know thirty five and forty bucks. Um, so we we went to a little smaller box count on it. So yeah, I had it's a, a more accessible uh, box size for sure. I had a question on yeah. on some of these too. It's like even like on the chisels, like you know, after you know, after visiting a factory and, and kind of seeing a little bit more of, you know, what kind of goes on and, and some of the specifics when it comes to the people in the rolling room. And I know LFD is a a, a smaller factory than than some of the ones I've seen, but um, at in your factory, is there only like a small handful of people that roll the chisels and then like you know one or two people that roll the Solomons and and so forth? Um, yeah, there's, there is, there's, there's a limited group. I don't know the exact numbers. I, I'll tell you on the Andalusian bowl, we have six rollers that roll those. And then on the, uh, Andalusian bowl, the goldens, uh, there's only two that, that do the uh, whole process. So our top pair are the only ones that touch those cigars. One for the bunch and um, one for the wrap. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that's the, that's the most limited, uh, the, the most, you know, limited impact uh, in terms of staffing that we have on it, you know, where there's something that's just such a small group. Group, and then Lido personally himself on those NFTs uh, inspects the tobaccos, make sure they're picking, you know, the top one percent of wrapper. Do you really want to have a beautiful wrapper to it? Uh, so that for us is our premier uh, pair that rolls that, and they're involved in regular bulls as well because there's not obviously not many of those being made. Uh, but the uh, the Andalusian bulls are a select pair. Same thing with the chisels. There's a you know there's a select group that's that's able to do that. And and the person who and the person who does your the Solomon Unicos with all of that that real nice ornate design that is that one person? Yep. No, there's two of them. There's oh, there's actually two of, two of them. them that do those now. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. so one of them's a lady, so we have a man and a woman that, that both do those. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, nice. I didn't really. I I figured I you know, after you know we went to the Fuente factory and we saw they obviously everyone knows they have some very special unique vitolas that they make at that factory and i was thinking about you guys as well and i know you have some of that kind of stuff too and i and i was only assuming like there's probably only a very small select few who do some of those you know less common stuff the, the specialty projects that you guys have um because that, that that seems to be what what other factories have done so that's what kind of piqued my interest on it mm-hmm. um but anyways i think that's going to be the show for tonight um thank you both for being here john it was great to have you back i'm really excited to to have you on the show it was it was a great time a lot to catch up on but i think we covered all of it uh mitchell once again you you have joined on the show and i think this is going to be your permanent home so uh it's great to have you here 
And uh, to everyone watching and listening, thank you very much. Thank you for being here with us. If you're listening later, thank you. Don't forget to like and subscribe on all of our social media platforms, our YouTube channel, Rumble, as well as everywhere you can find your podcast on all the podcast apps, Apple, Google, etc. Uh, so thank you guys all for supporting the show and being here with us, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoke and Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokeandTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.